the next episode of the May We Approach podcast. I'm Shelly. I'm Paris. I'm Maya. Uh, and I'm Avery. And we're back with you. Sorry for missing last week. We had a few technical difficulties and some scheduling issues, but we're back like we never left. Uh, how's y'all week going? Maya's tired. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Mm-hmm. My week I'm is pumped. okay. So far, anyway. I'm pumped. I'm glad to be back. Yay. Every time somebody says I'm pumped, I just think about, y'all watch The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. I think about Aunt Lydia when they were going to D.C. She goes, I'm pumped. <laughs> Girl, Every time somebody Lydia says lies. it, I hear it in my head, Aunt Lydia and Ann, and Ann, mm-hmm. Ann Dowd's voice. I'm pumped. I can't wait for the new season. Apparently because I'm June. I yeah. I'm currently rewatching the first season in preparation for the next season coming out. Okay. Which okay. which show is this? The Handmaid's Tale. I still haven't watched the last season. I'm going to need you to catch up. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> last season was like, it was it was epically good. It was really good. It was? Yeah, it was. It really was. Okay. I loved it. Under his eye. Oh my God. Blessed be the fruit. So we're going to. Yes! Blessed be the fight. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Oh yeah, we'll I got to watch it. Y'all got a whole bunch together. of stuff. Oh yeah. Come on, Paris. Wish you that. Okay. All right. <laughs> So the opening statement is coming from um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, his The day we designate to celebrate um, Dr. King was yesterday. So in, um, I guess, in light of that, we'll start off with his quote. History will have to record that the greatest tragedy of this period of social, social transition was not the strident clamor of the bad people, but the appalling silence of the good people. Yes. Mm. Yes. The silence is like deafening for some of these people. Like definitely. Truly, truly. Definitely no, deafening. Is. You know, you have a lot of people who feel like it ain't my problem. Not my monkey, not my zoo, as some mm-hmm. people like to say. Yeah, to yep. the fight comes to your front door. Now exactly. You want to know, know why everybody doesn't care. Oh, no, girl. It's not my issue. It's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have two courtroom topics today. Possibly three, but two for sure. <laughs> um, so the impeachment trial of Donald Jackass Trump started today. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> okay, Shelly. So Tuesday, January 21st at 11.18 p.m. Eastern, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts like gaveled the Senate into, into order. Um and so today, not a whole lot happened. It was a lot of arguing or debating about the rules on, on which the trial, like how it will proceed. Um, surprisingly, y'all remember we talked about a few weeks ago how Mitch McConnell was in like cahoots with the White House and they were going to make it a two-day trial and all of that. Yes. Uh, so today, after getting some pushback from all the Democrats and some moderate Republicans, which the moderate Republicans are really the tipping point for him, but after getting pushed back from like moderate Republicans, he decided that instead of doing um, the two day trial like they had previously talked about, it was going to be probably a three day trial. Uh, so he changed the rules to give basically more time to have everything happen, which because what they were trying to do is make everything happen kind of like at night because the, the trial starts every day at one o'clock, which I don't really know why, but that's how they did it for Bill Clinton. That's how it was going to proceed this time as well. So it starts late. And so what ends up happening is that it goes late. And so like you won't be, able, I mean, you can watch it on C-SPAN at two o'clock in the morning if that's your prerogative, but most people will not be paying attention at that point. So the Democrats wanted it to um, go over a course of more days. So it'll be in like waking hours. Yeah. And so uh, he agreed to, to do that. Um, I think it was like early this morning, like to the point, like the resolution that it was written on that little caveat was handwritten in, like it was truly decided at the last minute. And it was all, it was also um, originally thought that the senators were going to have to vote to basically accept all the evidence that the house already um, put on in the house. But now it's going to be automatic and it's not a vote. So all both of these things were like contentious and they were fighting a lot about them. And Mitch McConnell kind of quietly acquiesced to what the Democrats and moderate Republicans wanted to happen. So there's that. Um, so today was mostly um, like procedural. Um, 
Yeah, today was purely procedural, and I don't think they voted. Well, when I was preparing for this episode a couple hours ago, they hadn't had the final vote of the day yet. Uh, they were still at it, so I don't I don't know if they still are right now because I haven't looked at anything in a little while. But they they were still at it. Um, I don't know that we ever kind of went over how the trial works in the Senate, so I'm just gonna give a quick step by step of how it just generally goes, so y'all aren't lost because we haven't done this since 1990. What five, four? Uh, and I was what? No, not it wasn't that long ago. It was what 98, 99, something like that. Anyway. So today, like I said, it was a set of the time limits and um, you're going to have opening arguments from the um, from the two sparring sides. So you're going to have the the impeachment managers and then Trump's defense team are the two sides. It's not state and pro state and defense like normal. Well, it is defense, but the state is the impeachment managers from the House. Um so the senators get to decide whether or not they're going to call witnesses or seek additional documents. Um, when they do start putting on like the case in chief, the impeachment managers will go first and then the defense will go. Uh, any questions that the senators wish to ask have to be submitted in writing to Chief Justice John Roberts, who will then read them to the legal teams and provide them time to answer. And then there will be closing arguments and that's it. Then the senators get to deliberate and eventually will have a vote. In order for him to be impeached, it takes a two-third vote from the Senate. And two-thirds is 67 votes. It's very unlikely that it's going to happen because right now there's 53 Republican senators. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where we are. Um, Trump's been tweeting and talking crazy, as he does. <laughs> He was mad that um, they voted, well, that Mitch McConnell decided to not have the two-day trial. He was upset about that because he wants them to basically move to dismiss the impeachment, like, as soon as it got there. And Mitch McConnell was like, nah, bruh, I can't, I can't do it. Which is a lot because y'all know Mitch McConnell will do a whole lot that everybody else is like, what are you doing, Mitch? Right. So Mitch McConnell said there wasn't um, enough GOP support for just kind of like dismissing it upon arrival. So that didn't happen. Trump was mad about that. And he doesn't want um, them to seek any witnesses or any additional um, testimony or documents because he says it gives credibility to the um, to what the Democrats basically did in the, in the House. So. I we mean, but what they did in the House, you know, has credibility behind it. Because you're very guilty. You know? You're, so. You're very guilty. <laughs> but okay. The only other thing that happened today was Chuck Schumer um, um, basically proposed a, a series of amendments. One was that uh, the White House would be subpoenaed for records. Another was that the State Department would be subpoenaed for records. Both of these were uh, voted down, down a party line vote, 53 to 47. And he introduced a third amendment to get uh, records from the White House Office of Management and Budget. But at the time that I was putting these notes together, they hadn't uh, voted on that one, I don't believe. But yeah, that's where we are. The trial has begun. Mm. I mean, I'm. to me, it's kind of pointless to go through all this because it's not like they're going to impeach him, you know. But I mean, I guess it's just see, it's good to see where they stand when it comes time to voting because, you know, election season is right around the corner. Yeah. So, Right, right. And I think that's actually one of the reasons why they would probably, and they as in, you know, more Republicans would probably try to stand a little bit more on integrity now because of the timing of everything. You think? Um, now, look now, I'm not putting my whole neck out there and saying all of them, but, you know, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, other than your moderate Republicans, there will be or might be, you know, a handful of them that just might, you know, look at things and be like, all right, I just wish they let me do right by it. Right. I, I just I think, think they're going to try to lie Trump this whole, yeah, to you know, election up, period. Look at the evidence and make a just decision, not... Mm -hmm. 
oh, I need to stand by the party and oh, I'm going to get voted out. Just look at the evidence as presented. Pretend that the black man is the president that we're talking about. And what would you have done? Like, I just, I can't Girl. I just, I cannot. But there are four senators to watch. Uh, so it's Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Lamar Alexander. These are all Republicans that are in, like, bluish states that could, that could vote correctly. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> all right. So with, with their votes, what would the numbers be? So it would be a majority of, a simple majority of Democrats, but it still wouldn't be enough to impeach. Right. So how many of the very right Republicans would have to join in on this vote for it to to sway into an, an impeachment? If all the Democrats vote for it, which isn't if, because you have people like Doug Jones hanging around, and Doug Jones is in a, um, a, a seat that is precarious because it's Alabama. So if all the Democrats <laughs> vote to impeach, that's 47 of them. So you will still need 20 Republicans to vote with them. And oh. I just named four that Damn. possibly could. You need 20? <laughs> you need 20. Who not Jesus. getting impeached. No, he's not. Okay. I mean, no, he's okay. already been well, impeached. He's well, not, no, he's not, not been impeached. Was, yeah, he's not even I was removed. asking that question yeah. to see the, you know, what are the odds of, but with you saying that I'm, I'm thinking, and I haven't looked at the numbers or anything, but I'm thinking you were about to tell me, okay, so with these four, we need like, you know, seven more, not nah, 20. No, nah. with those four, <laughs> you need 16 more. Nah. God damn it. Okay. Well, no. All right. All right. Well, yeah. He's not being removed from office. He's not. Yeah. He's not. Okay. He should be, but he's not going and to And this be. is going to be the hand he fans with. Mm-hmm. For yeah. the next election, yep, mm-hmm. we defeated those liberal Democrats. He's already yeah. been fundraising yeah. on it. <laughs> like oh he brought God. it up when LSU went to go visit him in the White House. He, he did all of that. Let me he, tell y'all, this is what he's doing. My you know, heart broke at the start of the championship game when they announced him and that whole audience. He was erupt. with his people, but I was just like, "This y'all are really proud of him." Like, this they is are. someone to cheer and celebrate? Half those fans were at the Alabama LSU game uh, where they did the same thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the crazy thing is, like, during his, like, his his speech is just so outlandish. Like, we don't even, like, talk about the fact that he said sons of bitches again. Yeah. Like, yes. With yes. The, on the stage. Like, yes. that's not even a, a topic. All his the- antics have been normalized. Oh my goodness. But we we want to criticize and shun the man who wore a tan suit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, there's the, you know, he wore a tan suit and his wife showed her arms. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's right. fully naked pictures of the current first lady all over the internet, but you know, whatever. Guys. And what was that she had on at the game? I was uh, so confused. She looked like I didn't watch. that Missy Elliott video from back right. in the day. It looked like a garbage bag. I'm like, wrong event, sis. Wrong event. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so that's it for that one. So the next courtroom topic, I didn't even know this existed until I saw this article. Um, I guess I saw it today. Um, so in Virginia, on the Friday before Martin Luther King Day, they celebrate what's called Lee Jackson Day. This day is to commemorate Robert E. Lee and Thomas Stonewall Jackson, two Confederate generals who were Virginia natives. Okay, I didn't know this existed, okay? But today, the Democratic majority held Senate in Virginia passed a bill, I think it was 22 to 18, to basically abolish this holiday. (laughs) Uh, it has to go to the house. I'm happy they did that. The house is also a majority Democrat. So we think it's going to pass the house and then it goes to the governor who is also a Democrat. So we're expecting that this would just be done after all this. But let me tell you the history of this day and how, how we even got here. Cause the disrespect, I I just, (laughs) the dis the disrespect. Okay. So the original holiday was created in, in 1889, and it was to celebrate Robert E. Lee's birthday, which is January 19th. Apparently, Stonewall Jackson's birthday is January 21st. So it was originally, it was on Andrew, uh, not Andrew, um, Robert E. Lee's birthday. Then in 1983, the 
federal government made Martin Luther King Day a holiday. And in Virginia, the next year, I think it was, I saw conflicting dates, but I think it was the next year in Virginia, they moved the commemoration of Lee Jackson Day to Martin Luther King Day. So everybody could just be off, I'm assuming. That was the day they decided to celebrate it. Um, in, two, in the year 2000, like our lifetime, like 20 years ago, they decided that it was disrespectful to celebrate Confederate generals on the same day that you celebrate Martin Luther King. So that's when they moved to the Friday before Martin Luther King Day. So every year is the Friday preceding the third Monday in January. Um, and it's like a real deal holiday. They are out of, they're off from work. The state offices are closed. Um, there's a reflang ceremony, a civil war theme parade and a gala. <laughs> Confederate, Confederate flags are placed on the graves of dead soldiers. Like, it's a whole deal. Um, recently, though, it's kind of... Amongst, um, am, amongst the, like the, the criticism of the Confederate monuments and all that, it's been taking some, some heat. Uh, and some major cities like Richmond, Fredericksburg, Blackburgs, Newport News, Hampton, Fairfax, Charlottesville have decided to not officially observe the holiday. But today... A black senator named Miss Louise Lucas got her bill passed. And the other part of the bill is making election day a holiday all the time. So people will be able to not miss work and just be able to go vote. Because a lot of people um, cite not wanting to miss work as a reason why they don't vote. So in Virginia, presumably if all this gets passed and signed into law and everything, uh, election day will be a holiday. Oh, okay. I think that's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you have people who work hourly that would rather go ahead and make their money than to go and cast a vote. So so the only um, person that spoke out in opposition of this bill passing was Senator Mark Peake. He's a Republican from Lynchburg, Virginia. And he said... Um, Basically, he said that the state has a kind of long and complicated history. And he said, we can promote everyone and we can promote diversity. We can add things without taking away or tearing down other things. I mean, that statement in itself is a true statement. <laughs> but right. in this capacity, what are you trying to promote, though? I don't know. What are you trying <laughs> to honor? Like, it's, you're not, I mean, and I kinda, guess. What's your point? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, are we saying, like, Robert E. Lee was a expert level war strategist and that's what we're promoting i have no idea because i mean generally the side that loses a war doesn't get to keep your statues and your you don't get to have victory days and all this other foolishness mm -hmm. that these people in the south love to do like you don't do all of this generally when you lose you lost you lost take your l and go home so I mean I don't I don't know what was the point initially because the Nazis don't get holidays in Germany. No, I, I'm just I'm surprised. I guess I shouldn't be, but just still in this day and age, I guess. It's the same argument with the Confederate statues. Y'all don't need your statues and your days to teach history. That's not what you need them to do. You can teach history from a book, from a museum movies there's all kinds of ways to teach history that don't involve honoring these people and these atrocities right right john will celebrate you know what what they i don't i don't know i don't know so that's it for our courtroom topics so our kitchen table topics the first kitchen table topic is Miss Ayanna Presley and her alopecia. So a couple of days ago, a few days ago, I saw um, a video that was circulating on social media and the internet. Uh, and it was a video from The Root. So The Root has like this video series that they do and it's called A Word. And they kind of talk to different people and it, it focuses on one word. So the word they were focusing on for Ayanna Presley's um, video was alopecia. Um, so in case you don't know, she is the freshman Massachusetts congressman. Um, she is part of the squad. Uh, I stand for her. I really like Ayanna Presley. 
but she has alopecia and she first found out that she had it um, last fall. So most people know her with her iconic Senegalese twists. She she wore them when she got sworn in. She wore them on the campaign trail. They look really good on her. They're really good on most people, but they look really good on her. Uh, and she was actually getting um, getting them redone when her stylist was telling her that she was missing some, some spots of hair. Um, following this, she said that every night she would wake up, well, every morning she would wake up with hair on her pillow. Her hair was just coming out in clumps, and she really didn't know what was going on. She went to the doctor and was diagnosed with alopecia. Um, alopecia is the official medical term for baldness. That's just what it is. Um, there's three major kinds, uh, alopecia areta. It's an autoimmune disorder that makes the body attack its own healthy hair follicles, causing them to come much smaller and drastically show, slow down the production to the point that hair growth may stop. Um, there's three different kinds. Basically they have official names, but one is where the hair comes out in patches. One is where there's no hair of head, uh, no hair on the head at all. And the third is when there's um, no hair on your body at all. So she has the one with her hair was coming out in patches. Um, and that is all races experience alopecia, but African Americans experience the um, alopecia areta, which is the one with, with patches at a higher rate than any other racial group. Um, so like I said, she found this out last fall and she actually said the day that she just kind of, she started wearing wigs, um, and the day that she just kind of shaved her head and went for it was, oh y'all, it was, it was hard to watch. She was talking about it. She wasn't upset or anything, but it was just, it was so sad because she was saying it was the day before the the house voted to impeach Donald Trump. It was also the anniversary of her mother's death. And she shaved her head like that night. So she said she called her good friend, Angela Rye. Shout out to good friends. And Angela Rye called some stylist that she knew. And he basically made her a wig overnight. And it was ready to go for her to cast the vote to impeach Donald Trump. And she said after she cast that vote, she went into a bathroom stall like at the Capitol and just hid and cried. And she said it was after that that she decided that when um, she was ready, she was going to share her story with everyone. So that's what the video was. The video was her sharing her her battle with alopecia with the world. She debuted her bald head, and sis was beautiful. Yeah, she like, looks good. gorgeous. Yeah, she does look good. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was an interesting story because I think we all, I mean, it's like, it's very prominent in the, the black community, whether it's from the traction alopecia, from wearing your, your stuff too tight or whatever it is. But, I mean, every, we all talk about people losing their edges and everything else. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's a real thing it's that people mm -hmm. truly deal with. And it, like, it hurts. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I think it's very important. Um, but also even to go with that, to just be confident and just to wear your bald, you know, to wear her bald head. Yeah. That takes courage. Like, it does. I know girls who don't even want to rock their natural. And it's like, how can you not be comfortable in your own skin? You know what I mean? Like, how can you not feel comfortable with what God has, you know, blessed you with? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so notwithstanding, you know, that she does have alopecia, but embracing, you know, her newfound, her newfound look. I mean, that's worth the discussion in itself, you know, learning how to accept yourself for what you already have. Yep. My favorite quote that she said in the video was, I want to be free from the secret and the shame that the secret carries with it. And because I'm not just here to occupy, to occupy space, I'm here to create it. I was like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You better snap, create snap. this space. Yeah. No, it was everything. Snap, I was, snap. I was, I'm happy that, oh, go no, ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just about to say that, you know, I'm happy that she did it on the type of platform that she has. Because she's allowing other people who do suffer with that to understand their beauty within themselves. Like, you don't have to put on the wig. You don't have to cover that up. Like Maya said, finding the beauty in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that she did that, you know. Um, anytime I see someone step out of a, you know, uncomfortable situation, it allows other people to know that they're not alone. Because I, I know some people who deal with, you know, the edges thing and everything. So being able to see a congressman, congresswoman, 
step out in her beauty that way is very commendable and I appreciate that. And I love that um not not only black women but just the black body, the black experience whether white women bear it or attempt to bear it or whatever body positivity is rooted in that you know what i mean mm-hmm. or oh, just overall body positivity that whole movement you know we cre- we created that you know we're we're what has been like shunned for so long and it's like we've been creating spaces for all women you know to be able to feel confident and feel sexy and love themselves and this definitely you know kind of perpetuates that you know whole idea that it's okay to be comfortable it's okay to love yourself and hella people have alopecia you know like nice. hiding behind a wig you know it's it's stigmatized definitely because you know we don't like the idea of a woman you know being flawed in any way you know so that that's amazing right and especially with the expectation that you know what what are, what does the Bible say? Your hair is your glory. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so, you know, and then society puts on this expectation that your hair is supposed to be, you know, straight or whatever. I don't know whatever they do. Look, I'm natural, <laughs> so I don't know. But, you know, like, you know, there's this expectation. So it's almost as if, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, they don't like the cornrows. They don't like dreads. We need to have this tame look. But it's like they, they would almost want you to have some hair rather than no hair. So for mm. a woman, for her to go just completely bald and embrace it, oh, you get all the love from me, sis. Like, yeah, I love even it. Yeah, because like, even like when I did the big chop, people were like, oh, you can cut off all your hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, same. yeah. It'll grow back. <laughs> yeah. Look, it'll grow back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and even with the natural look, you have older especially in the black community that was so stuck on different types of beauty standards that even today if i was to wear my natural hair i promise you somebody an an, an older black person will be like you ain't comb your hair today it's definitely combed yeah it's it's together (laughs) my grandmother hated it like hated that's not mm -mm, you don't need to wear your hair like that this is or like the the notion, oh, natural hair, natural hair ain't for everybody. It's like this is okay. literally how no, it grows. Literally, I just want you literally guys to know. I just had this debate. Um, who was I debating? Doesn't even matter who I was debating. But literally, <laughs> they told me in my face, uh, not all women can rock natural hair. That's that's that's. Just and crazy. I said, I like, I had to pause and be like. <laughs> I did because I don't know how you tell someone that you can't rock, you can't rock your natural look. Sis. Yeah. Why are you worried about yeah. what's going on on my head? Sis. Okay. Well, like, you know, on. I just think it's just, you know, society's thought of what beauty standards were. You know, natural hair was considered to be untamed and unkept. Right. You still have people to this day that assume that when they see natural hair, non-black people, when they see natural hair, they think it's not even washed. Hold on, it's not always non-black people because I know some black people yeah, out there that, that are the that feel way. the same way. And well, this this conversation came from a non-black person that assumed that natural hair meant. Well, you did you wash your hair? The fuck? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what makes you think that just because I'm wearing my hair without the weave and without the wigs that you usually see me with? That my hair is not washed. So low key, all these juices and berries, my hair probably smell better than yours. My hair exactly. is, and healthier and yeah. healthier. Because let's not get it twisted. I think people also get caught up on like like the length and all that. You can have mm-hmm. long, unhealthy hair. You sure can. Yes, you can. Okay? You sure can. You yes, can have you long can. I, unhealthy I've, hair. I've seen some strings come out of all types of people's heads. Mm-hmm. I just Black my, and I white. I like an inch off my hair last night because I was like, ooh, these ends looking scraggly. Let me, mm-hmm. let me, let me get them. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I appreciate her and everything that she's doing right now because she, and I'm pretty sure she has an idea, but she has no idea how many people she is actually, you know, giving strength to mm-hmm. by doing that. And she said that was part of her calculation because apparently I hadn't seen this, but like, if this is happening, this is great. She says little black girls walk around in her district with shirts on that say, my congresswoman wears braids. 
Like, because oh, they're I just like so that. excited yeah. to see someone that looks like them. And so she said that right. they were like a part of her, her thinking, her thought process when she was like, no, I need to come out and kind of just be real and say what, what's going on and what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. appreciate her for this. This took a whole lot. Took a whole lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the, the video is like seven minutes. So if y'all haven't watched it, I would recommend going to watch it and Has... kind of hearing her story in her own words. Mm-hmm. Has anybody else started playing I am not my hair in your head while we were talking about this she actually she talked about it she said people (laughs) well-meaning people were telling her like girl I mean it's okay it's just hair and you know like NDRE says I'm not your you're not your hair and all so she's like and she's like and yeah but But I still want it (laughs) and I was like no I feel that sense I feel that because yeah I mean it's it's easy to think it's I'm not my hair when you got a head full of it exactly but when it's just gone there's nothing you can do about it 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 hits it, it, different. Right. She seems to be enjoying her wig journey, though. She has named them. Oh, that's good. Oh, come <laughs> the on, girl. The curly one she wore to the impeachment vote is called the OG because it was the first one. She said come she on, has OG. one that gives her Michelle Obama vibe, so she calls it Flotus. Okay. Uh, and she says she has one that gives her Tracy Ellis Ross vibe, so she calls that one Tracy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love it. All the iconic black women. Yes. You, I right. Love it. I love it. But I love taking something that, like, originally you felt so bad about and still finding the fun and the humor in it. Because a lot of times we, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Something feels a way and we just, it feels that way the entire way through. And there's nothing that, nothing good that we feel out of it. But I like that she's, she's embracing the journey, whether or not she wanted to be on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So... This this man. <laughs> Our next kitchen table topic. His name is Chika Odinaka Nawankpa. He's 57. He's... Wait, wait. Shelly, say that again. Oh, no, I can't. I got through the first okay. time and I did All it. Right. And he I was it. very <laughs> proud of myself. Can't do it again. Not saying his name again. <laughs> okay. He's 57. He's the former head of Drexel University's computer and engineering department. Um, this this former professor mm-hmm. thought it was okay to redirect $189,000 of grant money that was for the university to his personal account to spend on things like strippers and sports bars and iTunes. Um, the money was meant for uh, energy and naval technology research. And over the course of 10 years, from 2000... Oh, he was researching, all right. Girl. Mm-hmm. For 10 he was years. researching that, right? <laughs> <laughs> From 2007 to 2017, he, he was spending all these people's money. Mm. They said he spent $96,000 on adult entertainment venues and sports bars. And more than $89,000 on iTunes purchases. Like, what the hell are you buying yeah. on iTunes? Yeah. So, <laughs> and meals so, and other mm, unauthorized purchases. So, uh, so I have I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't have any answers. Let's but start go ahead, with, what are the questions? <laughs> I mean, no, no, I just, just one thing, right? You know how they say you're either book smart or you know, have common Pretty sense smart, is yeah. one of mm-hmm. one or the other. And for him to have been the dean of what, computers and engineering or uh-huh. something? Yeah. You didn't think at some point they <laughs> would trace this? Common sense right. ain't common. Right. Right. I just, hmm. He could and have then took to? it out and used cash. Nope, like, he was transferring directly from university accounts oh to his personal God. account. The so he just got a straight paper trail <laughs> to the BS that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Ignorant, but I he like, ain't even try to hide it. No, how do they say redirecting? Where I that's that's theft, that's theft, that's which not what redirecting, he, which is what he's charged with. <laughs> he's charged with and one of them is theft. <laughs> that's, that is what he's charged what with. What is misappropriation, yeah. right? Like, what <laughs> misappropriation of funds, also known as theft. theft. You're stealing, let's say You're that, stealing theft. some drinks, right? Let's say stealing. what it is. He was stealing money. <laughs> <laughs> And clearly an audit found it, which I'm actually surprised that it took them nine to ten years to even find the fact that he started taking the money. Well, actually, they found it he did. years ago, but he just got charged, like, recently. Oh, So, Drexel okay. actually figured out that something funny was going on, and they paid back thousands of dollars 
to the government, like for the grants, and he was supposed to be paying them back. I think he did pay them back some money, but the uh, the law still came for him. <laughs> as they should. As, as they should, because, I mean, first off, you took grant money? Like, that's... That's real deal. State to money. go make it rain on strippers. Like, to, to go make it rain on... And that's the thing, like, the, the stuff that he bought with the money is nothing of, like, true value. value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I the, would just you know, never see any return on any of that. None of right. it. I would love to know what the hell he was buying on iTunes, y'all. I just, Me too, I can't imagine. $8,000. I can't imagine. What are you, what were you buying on iTunes? Audiobooks? I hope. Maybe. I mean, movies, I guess. Maybe we have something to read Games? <laughs> you know what? He was probably buying all the in, in-game in purchases that come with your free games. Maybe. I don't know, but that's <laughs> a whole lot of money for some iTunes. I can't. I just... I, you know how people say, like, you set the culture back? Mm. I, I felt like he set us back. Sir. Absolutely. Why... <sighs> Absolutely. The kind of Listen sweat, to this blood and tears it takes for black people in America, whether or not it is correct, to assume these these positions. And this is what you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just this can't. is so funny. This quote from uh, the root, an article. It's kind of sums up how we're feeling right now. Um, you know, the root is kind of mm-hmm. loosely written articles. Right. It says, "Man, I hate it when black people disappoint me, yes. especially." black educators i wouldn't say i get embarrassed when they end up in headlines being doing stupid shit i don't give credence to the idea that the individual black people can represent all that we are as a whole and i think that the notion is racist as hell but i'm often vexed by the misbehavior of esteemed black people because these are supposed to be the respectable negroes that other respectable negroes say our youth should be looking up to stories that get under my skin so to speak yeah and obviously this is one this just bothered yes. me it just stuck in my craw like this just bothered me do y'all ever like do y'all ever tell stories or you listen to a story you know you just I with your feet, and then you be like this they was black and then when you gotta be like yes i'd be like dang man like why i mean from same, this, this man's name here. from the moment i saw like oh no same here. oh no you you, know, you are like you if you just us. if you didn't say the name and you're like y'all Guess who got stealing from the school and was buying strippers and stuff? You know, That's us. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on. That's us. You can, you you can see this Negro in the strip club making it rain. You know? like, <laughs> I just no, like, dang. It's like a story. Oh, somebody used uh, school funds to go buy a shit ton of ammunition and later killed the whole you bunch. Know of who people. that is? That ain't us. Okay, <laughs> look, that ain't us. <laughs> What kind of school is Drexel? Like, is it known? Yeah. Yeah, it's a known It's a, it's a university. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, when I read, I was like, oh, oh, you, you wanted to. Oh, that. you are. You, so that's why, that was where it's I was in, going what, since we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Since we were talking about, like, society's perception on things. Like, okay, so what type of school is Drexel? Because. Oh, it's a white it, school. So you stole from them. You stole from them <laughs> white folks is what he did. Well, he went over there acting a fool with the white folks. That's what he did. That's what he did. He did what your mama you, always you, told you not you know. to do when you left the house. Don't go over there right, with the right, white right. folks acting no damn fool. Right. Right. That's exactly what he did. And guess what you did? Like, this is, talk about kitchen table topics. This oh. is, his mama and his aunts are sitting around talking about him stealing from the white folks. Drexel University is a like private. definitely African, I feel like they still... Yes, of course. I'm like, you shamed us. You shamed the family. <laughs> <laughs> shamed the family. <laughs> I can't stand you, Mary. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, y'all, why is her Eddie Murphy in my head? Designer. Designer on you. Designer on you. Cal, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Drexel University is a private research university with its main campus in in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, yeah. It's a private. Still. It sounds like it's a very upscale school that ain't used to y'all stealing no money like this. I mean, it's literally a research university. Like, this is what y'all do here. And you take people's money, research money, 
<laughs> and you, you ain't think they gonna money. research where their money went? Hello? These <laughs> <laughs> people look at records for a living. You thought they weren't gonna check those? You oh, took man. Pennsylvania's you know money what? and you, you thought they weren't gonna come look for it. In his defense, slightly. His budget probably was like several hundreds of thousands. So he was like, oh, they ain't going to catch this little 200. They ain't going to catch oh, it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, but they caught it. So what you going to do? Cut it. Cut that. <laughs> I'm going to need that And then they came and caught you. Right. Oh, man. That was so he's then out they came on bail. I, I think I, I, it's either 20000 or $25,000 bail. He's out on bail. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I assume he'll be going back. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, Avery, you want to talk about Harry and Meghan? I mean, we all can talk about the fact that, you know, they stepped down as senior royals and touche because, um, stuff, sugar was going to shit. See, I don't really know, like, specifically what happened. I hadn't looked at any, I seen the headlines. I knew, like, it happened, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know So, I didn't, okay, so... To my understanding, the media and stuff over there is just really, really bad, right? And so I was watching, y'all know I watch Robin Mead in the morning. And so apparently, so they stepped back as senior royals and trying to find their way, like, financially independent, right? Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, apparently there is a law over there that basically states that the British media can kind of do what they want to you or of you, as long as you're getting paid basically tax dollars. So that's why the British media kind of has their way with the royal family over there because you get paid by tax. Well, not all your money, but a, a lot of your money or a good percentage of your, your funding to live is based is coming from British taxpayers. Anyway, so that's basically the reason why. Um, I watched their documentary. It's something like A Journey in Africa or something like that. And you could tell that just in that documentary, they low-key look depressed. Like, this, it's not the same smiles that we saw when they got married. To the point to where Megan looked like she was, like, almost in tears when this guy came. Whoever the guy was that was doing the documentary that was asking them questions, by the end of it, it seemed like she was, like, just almost in tears of just how much she's basically been railroaded through their media. Now, I know we talked about this before, but it's, like, way worse now. And now that they have a son and everything. Um, but so I looked at this article from BuzzFeed. And what they did was they took all of their headlines that was basically the same content of an article, but put them side by side between Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle. Oh, right? And... Y'all, the the headlines are just out of control. Like, they put Kate on, like, this pedestal. And literally, for an article with the same content in it, they just, like, drags (laughs) Megan. Like, there was one, they're both pregnant, and they're both talking about the way that they hold their bellies. So, for example, um, both articles are about how both of Kate and Megan holding their bellies. For Kate, it says, not long ago, pregnant Kate tenderly cradles her baby bump while wrapping up her royal duties ahead of maternity leave. And William confirms she's due any minute now. Mind you, this one's same thing. They're talking about Megan holding her belly bump. Why can't Megan Markle keep her hands off her bump? Experts tackle the question that has got the nation talking. Is it pride, vanity, acting, or a new age bonding technique? We're literally talking about you holding your goddamn belly. Yeah. No, I did see that. Yeah, the the, like, the UK media is terribly <laughs> awful to her. Like, unfair, vicious, malicious. They're, they're like, they're right. basically evil. Racist. That, they're they're, that they're, part, they're that racist, part. too. They they are racist too, and I think the 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 straw that broke the camel's back was a situation where, um, either she sent letters to her dad or her dad sent letters to her, like a, like written letters or something like that, and they don't know how the British media got to it, 
but they got her letters. And then they, um, they basically edited her letters the way that they wanted to and published it. Private letters between her and her father. I remember hearing about that. We, mm-hmm. Did we talk about that one with the, with the documentary came out? I think. I do Probably. That. Yeah, I remember Probably so. That. To the point to where um, she and Harry are now um, suing that um, media outlet. However, I think the last thing I read was that they were able to get Thomas Markle on their side for this lawsuit. Who was able but to I ain't... I ain't never really cared for her daddy anyway ever since the situation came about because he didn't seem like he was a nice guy anyway. Especially when I read about why he and her mom ended up getting a divorce because he was, like, not treating her well. I don't want to say he was beating on her, but the relationship wasn't good. So, um, anyway, you have people on one side that's like, why are they, you know, separating? But you have other people on the other side that actually, you know, understands what's going on and they're just like, I mean, if you can still have the perks, you know, perks-ish, um, and not have to deal with the foolishness, then, I mean, do what's best for you and your family, especially for Harry, knowing that his the way his mother passed, mm. being, you know, chased by the media and having her car crash and losing her life and having to deal with that, I'm pretty sure he's in a space to where he doesn't want that to happen to his wife or you know, his son grow up in a situation like that. So um, at this point, after reading everything, because I was one of those people like, girl, you gonna step down from being a part of the royal family? And then when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, girl, I understand. Do what you got to do. <clears throat> what I said, what y'all think? Um, I, you know, I didn't see what why they cared you know what i mean harry was never really there like talking about it before he got married anyway so and he's not gonna be the king so i mean whatever right (laughs) well yeah i mean you know that's what you would think though right like okay well i mean prince william then had what four you know three kids now and everything like the royal succession i guess has you know changed its ways or you know he's no longer you know second or third He's no longer third in line now that his brother has had children. So, what does it matter? Why do we care? Why do we care so much? But I do think that, you know, a lot of it does come down to the fact that, you know, regardless of her technically being biracial, she is a woman of color, and I don't think people like that, and they just trying to drive her fucking crazy. Honestly, Word. in the simplest terms that I can find, the, you because of what she looks like, she's a part of the royal family. You don't like that. So let's drive her crazy. Yeah. Definitely. Basically what I'm getting from it. Mm. Nah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish them all the best in right. Canada and Africa where they think that they said they're going to be splitting their time. Sounds great. Yeah, I think her I mean, mama lives in Canada. So she's coming home to mama and they like Africa. Work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I read that they wanted their son to live like as... Of course, he's not going to be able to live, like, a super normal life. No. But, um, like, (laughs) yeah, he's still royalty. But I was watching this documentary, and it showed how Diana, Princess Di, would take her two sons and, like, take them to amusement parks and take them to the zoo and, like, take them to do, like, community service and, you know, you know, doing things that make them, you know, real people as much as she could. So I think that's probably what they're trying to do with Archie. Like, you know, give him as regular of a life and teach him to just be, you know, a nice human being. So I think that's a part of it. And then you're right. Her mom is, I don't know if her mom is in Canada or wherever. I think maybe between Canada and Los Angeles. But I'm pretty sure she misses her mom in all of this stuff. Because for me, if I had any family issues with the in-laws. I'm calling my mom. So, that's just me. <laughs> so, yeah. We had questions this week. We really had questions. One of these questions is from December that I just never saw. But yeah, we have Shame questions. on you, Shelly. Shame <laughs> on you. 
They're both from our listener, August. He's a returner. Um, the first question is, are you in favor of opened or closed primaries? Um, I, I don't know. I kind of have split emotions. I like the idea of not letting, like, people that aren't a part of your political party come in and hijack your, your primary with some foolishness. I, I like that. Um, but I also understand, um, in like the case of independence, they don't get to vote. Like in Louisiana, we have closed primaries. Independents don't get a chance to vote for either. Um, now I think there could be like a caveat for like, if you're in the retro independent, you can vote in either primary or something like that. But, um, in general, I like the idea of not, of other people not being able to come in and hijack your stuff. Personally, what y'all think? Because hijacking has happened. I agree. I'm not, I'm not, um, I just understand. I, yeah, I, 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 get, just understand. I get what your problems would be right. with it. But in like reality and how things work, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it open. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. support these closed primaries. I do. I do. I absolutely do. And let's just be happy we're not a caucus state. Because now if you want to see some, some election stuff from hell. Wait till wait till we see what's about to happen in Iowa. The caucus states just—it looks like insanity and chaos. Everything already. Time. It always is insanity and chaos. I don't know. Hmm. So our other question was: If Dr. Obama, which is Michelle, uh, put on <laughs> a Delta Sigma Theta sweater like Bootsy, what would you say, <laughs> Avery? Give her an honorary invitation. <laughs> I'd give her an honorary invitation anyway. Like, I mean, but, you know, Kappas don't have that option, so. Kappas don't have that option. And honestly, Michelle would never. That's the problem. Like, yeah. Boosie did this because, and all y'all, Boosie, doesn't, Boosie knew better, and he did this anyway. This was just disrespect and funny. This is that's what he intended. That's what he, he intended yeah. this to be funny, and it happened to also be disrespectful. I don't, for one second, think that my illustrious Flotus would ever. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she would either. I think she knows how the traditions and everything goes with the divine nine. But I think you know if she was ever interested, I don't think Delta would have a problem. Oh, no problem whatsoever. Giving that invitation to her. You know, uh, many have tried and they also got denied. But you know, come be a Delta sis. We'll take you. (laughs) We love you. Right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, Doctor Obama would have any issues. So official. Getting getting that that invitation from Delta Sigma Theta. None whatsoever, girl. If you Mm -hmm. you want it, just let us know. We got you, sis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our black national treasure. Our black national treasure is bad boys for life because it made me so happy. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I loved it. Oh my god. I, first of all, I was so excited for this movie to come out. Like I don't know a movie me I've too. been quite this excited to see in a while. Like me I was too. So excited for this movie to come out. So in case mm-hmm. you're living under a rock, the third installation of the Bad Boy series came out last Friday. I think it was the 16th or the 17th, something like that. Um, the first Bad Boys came out in 1995, which I didn't realize it was quite that old. But yeah, 1995. Mm. The second one came out in 2003. So it's been a while. It's been a long time coming. But mm-hmm. the third one just came out. Um, it was wonderful. And it they has such a good smashed job. a bunch of records. So apparently January is always like a slow month for movies. They don't really do that well. Well, Bad Boys for Life is the second best Martin Luther King weekend opener ever. Oh, wow. wow. After um, American Sniper. Did y'all see that? No. I've, I've seen American I saw, Sniper. Yeah, I saw it. It was a good movie. It, it was. It wasn't it something was I'd watch again. Yeah, but... exactly. I saw it once. Don't even see it but again, it but it was good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't see it in the movie theater, so I didn't contribute <laughs> to their 1.72 million that they made that, no, that weekend. No, I, I didn't either. I, I'm not going to say how I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bad Boys for Life is also Sony's biggest um, R-rated debut ever. Like in the history of ever, uh, yeah, damn, yeah. 
it made $68 million domestically and another $40 million. Um, no, 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 no. It made $68 million domestically, which was 70% more than what they expected it to do. They were expecting... Wait, wait, wait. Shelly, that, that, that movie hasn't been out for a full week yet. No, no. And worldwide, it made like $100 million. Wow. wow. That was just the that was just us. <laughs> wow. Um so I'm like so immediately after Bad Boys 3 was doing great, they announced that Bad Boys 4 is now in the works. It seemed like it at the end, yeah. It did. I thought there might be a fourth. Um, yeah, I figured too. So Bad Boys 4 is in the works. Um Yeah. So yeah, it was great. I'm 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 going to go see Will and Martin Lawrence as many times as they want to make these movies. I'm gonna keep going. So look, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're always here good. For They're it. always good though. But you know what? Like when the second one came out, I was just happy that the sequel was just as good as the first one. Right, because that better. doesn't happen. And the third one is mm-hmm. good. And too. the third one is really good too. So as long as they keep turning these out and they're at the great, you know, caliber that they're coming out with, they can have my money. Take my money. I'll go see it again. Yep. Yeah, I was so I like I would see billboards and be like, oh Brittany, look, it's coming. Like I was so excited for this movie. I loved it. I saw it twice. I was so excited. This is Martin Lawrence's highest grossing film ever, I think. Oh, that's good. But, you know, mm. Will's been here before. This is his fifth. Uh, uh. His fifth. His fifth <laughs> highest grossing. Oh, Jesus. Now, the ones that was behind, okay. let's see if I can remember. It was behind uh, Suicide Squad, which I understood. That's that superhero BS. Y'all gonna go see that regardless. I didn't um, go see it, but I like superheroes. I know you do. Yes, yes. You're, yep, you're one of I those do. people. I do. I do. The <laughs> next was Aladdin, which is Disney, so I understood okay. that too. I saw that too. I watched that last night on Disney Plus. Go ahead. And then the other two were Hancock and I Am Legend, which I was like, really? I could definitely see both of them because I saw both of them and no, I didn't see I Am Legend. I didn't see either one of those in theaters. I've seen them both, but I didn't see either one in theaters. Um, Hancock was good. Hancock Hancock, was good. No, no, it wasn't that it wasn't good. It's just I feel like Will's had better things to be highest growth. I just, I just knew I pursuit of Ali happiness. That's what or I'm pursuit saying. of happiness might have been That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that anything's wrong with these movies. I just expected different movies to be as high as To be named, too. Right, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, nothing, I'll go see anything Will Smith is in. Okay, now yeah. rank them. One, two, and three. Rank them. I just want to see rank if yours what? is like mine. Okay, so What, look. with Will Smith in it? N- the, the Bad Boys movies. Two, two, three, and one. No, for me, no. For me, it's two, three, and one. Two, yep. Yeah, one is probably my least favorite. I told mm-hmm. Britton that the other day. Really? One is. I, it's probably the same ranking every two, three. I don't remember enough about the first two to see what. I, no, like, at least two is my favorite. Then one, then this one. We went and saw it Friday night, and then um, Saturday, which uh, one of these random TV stations was playing one and two. So I was like, oh, look, they're on. So we were watching them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one is always my, even after two like came one. out, I like two better than one. I like two better than one automatically. Mm-hmm. And then with the third one coming out, the third yeah. one was really good. It just pushed one further down the list. Yeah, really? that's that's all it did. Yeah. Two is still the best one to me. Two, three, then one. I went with folks who, well, the fir- when I saw it the first time, I went with folks who said they hated it. Really? They, they hated wow. it. Wow. I can't see hating it. They were like, it was just so predictable, so this. They're all predictable, Ew. but and that's not why you like, go. They're like, <laughs> I, I was like, well, I was laugh, I was dying laughing. I thought some parts were I, I just first laughing of all, out loud. Right, I was funny. laughing out loud. No. They were <laughs> like, all, it was okay. You know they literally you called know? it tragic. They didn't even say trash. They said that was really? tragic. Oh, no. Yeah, I was you like, might uh, get friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like, the thought, Perry's you seen it? No. Okay, okay. never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Avery's about to spoil the hell out your ass. Spoiler alert. It. But you know what? Me and my man's going to see it in Florida. Oh. Okay, fancy. Okay, fancy. Right. You better go. I hope y'all going to a beach, huh? No. Oh, <laughs> it's pro bullshit. Football. No. We'll still oh, it's in Orlando. Fun. It's in Orlando. Yeah. No, still no have fun. Just still have fun. That's all right. Lots you know, hey, you know, you know, I'm a park person too. So, 
Yeah, you know. That's really good. I'm happy for them. No, I, I'm very happy. Oh, you know, and you, I like how they kept the same characters. Reason? Yes. Everybody was oh, like Okay, this. we can't spoil this for Paris. No, we cannot. But I will say, <laughs> I will say this though, right? Because I, I felt a little taken back when okay, y'all. I love Robert Downey Jr. I really do. But when they announced that they were making a doolittle with him, in my head I was like, my doolittle is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh, Why yeah. are you remaking Doolittle? Forevermore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, so Doolittle came out too. And I remember looking at this article that was saying how it was projected that Doolittle would be as big as Bad Boy. And it basically right now. And Bad Boy. And basically it switched. Yeah, like it Bad bombed. Boy's making all this money and Doolittle bombed. And I'm sitting here like doing a halfway, you know, that's what the fuck y'all get. Because don't remake Doolittle. Doolittle already got one. Two, two or three. Two. Oh yeah, because then you had when Maya was talking to the animals. There's Kyla two or three Pratt. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I don't know. You put all this money into Doolittle, like y'all could have Robert Downey Jr.'s talent to something else. I do. like If he it. wasn't He's gonna be Iron to Man be. no more. Yeah. So do y'all consider else. the Bad Boys franchise like a black thing? Mm. I asked Britain mm. this after, I don't. and Britain said no. a black movie is anything with black leads. No. Um, uh, I feel like everybody, like most people like bad boys though, right? Well, see, well, see, the well, see that's the thing. The I don't, that's the thing. Exclusively I black. would think that most people would like bad boys, but the only people that I talk to that I know like bad boys are black are people. Black. So yeah, I really, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, really don't you know. know. And you know what? It's not like black people can't go out and make movies great. Yeah, so I, I really when don't know. So. Black Panther. Yeah, I really don't know if it qualifies. No, and I I, when I thought about it, I was like, it could be some black movie thing. And it's, it's a black movie that I want. It's a black movie where their blackness is ancillary to the plot, not integral. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just black people <laughs> doing things that are regular. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, they just happen to be black while they're doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause the Black Panther, that's not a black movie. It's a superhero movie, right? That just so happens to be hijacked. a black superhero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, but I, what I will, what I will say about Black Panther is the fact that a lot of black people, I do think, definitely contributed to the type of money it made. Oh, because, definitely. Because, like, even though it's a superhero movie, black people, because it was a black superhero, because we ain't got no money. That's the only reason it. I went, because you know I don't do the superheroes. That is the only reason I went. And I went and twice. And so I think there's a lot of people like you mm-hmm. that don't usually superhero movies that was like, oh, it's Black Panther. Never go. Let me go see that. Whatever movie came out after that, Britain's like, well, he's in it too, but it's not about him. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I haven't seen one since. <laughs> I don't care. When Black Panther I 2 mean, comes well, out, yeah. holla at me. Until then, and I don't care. Infinity Wars was like in Wakanda. Yeah. That was actually yeah. really good, too. I actually liked it was good. Too. It was really good. I don't subscribe to the superhero genre. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but even if it's a black movie or if it's not, you know, black people have the buying power to Oh, yeah. It was just a, a random like conversation that. Hubs yeah. and I were having on the way home from the movies. I was like, well, does this, does this qualify? Because I feel like it should. Because these are like black Hollywood royalty figures. I feel like it could. I mean, well, yeah, I see exactly where you're coming from. And now that I think about it, like the people that I am excited to talk about bad boys with are other black people. I so. haven't discussed this movie with yep. any white people. I haven't heard any white people opinion, being excited about this. In, I don't know. in my opinion, black movies come on BET, white movies come on Lifetime and freaking CMT. <laughs> oh, but some movies that come on BET, I don't want to claim. Mm. <laughs> no, nah, me neither. Not them voiceovers or those. Oh, girl. Y'all, when BT no, edits the, edits the um, movies and just fix the audio, but not Y'all, the lips. I, I can't <sighs> yeah. stand watching Coming to America on a girl. My favorite movie, and they just ruined it for me. Baby Boy. <laughs> that, oh, if I, girl. I'm, I'm never watching Baby Boy again. I'm so over it. Never. <laughs> I haven't never. seen it in years, but I remember and being. Yo, yo Yvette. You never really watched that movie. <laughs> Really? really? What, Bad Boy? You, I mean, you've not been Bad blessed. Boy, Baby, Baby boy? boy. You've been blessed. You've never there. seen Baby you, Boy? Not, I've seen pieces of it that come on TV, but I've never just sat there and watched You know it. who Jody is. <laughs> what she said when the other Baby Mama walked in? Jody, let me smell your, you know. <laughs> Showing her tattoo on her chest. I hate 
hate you, Jody. I hate you. I hate you, Jody. And then turn around. Girl, you know when courageous. I say I hate you, that really mean I love you. <laughs> Girl, look. It's a nice little hood movie to watch. But Keyword hood. Don't watch. Yeah. Emphasis you right. on the hood. <laughs> I like. I mean, I do like Baby Boy too, but I'm just over it. I'm. I'm just over it. I don't have to watch just, that movie I ever it so again. So much in like <laughs> late again. teens, early twenties that I don't ever need to see it again. No. I'm good on it. I'm fine. We're, I'm good on Baby Boy. If you watch Baby Boy, just watch it unedited. Cause yeah, do not watch it on BET. Yeah, don't watch it on BET. Don't watch just anything don't. on BET. Just don't. Yeah. Wow. When Snoop Dogg kicked down the little boy's fort. <laughs> <laughs> a couple years ago, TJ made me watch uh, Players Club because I had never seen it. Okay. you never seen Players I've Club? I've never seen Players Club. Really? And I told Britain, let's watch Players Club because I've never seen it. And Britain said, yeah, you'll be okay. You'll need to watch it. I mean, <laughs> okay, all you so need I'll, to know I'll is. I'll say this. I'll say this. The Players Club is better than Baby Boy to me. Well, the bar ain't high. Uh, <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> yeah, I could. All you need to know from Players Club is Diamond, your cousin's a hoe. That's all you need to know from Players Club. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Like, <laughs> oh, that oh, is God. so funny. On BET, they say Diamond, your cousin's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you know, a black movie that I love, the black movie that I love, I love Soul Food. I love oh, that. Oh, I do. Soul, like soul food, food is a black classic. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, like that's that. I watched Soul movie. Food this weekend. It's you know, yeah, still good now. It's less than. Yeah, it it is. It's still good. I was still watching it like I'd never seen it before. No, my my black movie, even though it's really not, but it is. Is Baps like that I is my favorite? I've never seen yes. it. I thought I'm gonna make love him watch it, and Baps. I am gonna make him watch that it. That is my favorite. Black American I love princesses. Baps. Yes, yeah. that is my Baps favorite. Baps is amazing. That's, That's a black movie too. Yes, <laughs> that is Baps my is favorite great. movie. Oh, yeah. Yes, Baps is great. I love it. She just I love Halle Berry. Yes, I love it. I just love that I just movie. Love I just uh. I could watch it all the, the time. The girl who went to Grambling, I love her too, but I just don't remember her name. I don't remember her name either, but she was in, she was a sister, stepsister in the Brandy Cinderella. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she that was. very racially inclusive Cinderella. Too. I love that one. That's <laughs> my favorite one. Girl, That's my yes. Favorite when, one. When, yo, when you got a white daddy, a black mama, and your son come out Asian. Amen. Right. Some things have happened. <laughs> yes, I ma'am. That. I love that. Brandy's black, her stepmama's white, white and black stepsister. Yes. Love come on it. yes come through with a diversity i love it that's why i'm so ready for mermaid oh yeah i'm excited for that too when did that come out i don't know excited for what little mermaid the- you're jamie oh, with yes, ellie girl yes <laughs> yeah i know that's my that's my princess um, i just needed you know. i needed to be better than the one they did on stage because that was tragic now oh, tragic can be applied to that that was tragic okay. it was awful they had Shaggy up there talking about he was Sebastian, but he didn't have a costume, y'all. He was just in a red leather jacket. Oh. oh. It was tragic. Oh. <laughs> okay, we literally got on a whole tangent. That's okay. It was a good thing. We did. Okay, we're done, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back on regular schedule. Now everything's back to normal. Uh, there will be a, a talk about it Thursday uh, question this week. Not sure what it's going to be but something. Uh, Thank y'all for listening. Please uh, like, rate, and subscribe. We'll be back with y'all next week. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye.